The following is an archive podcast presented by the Branson and Hudson Foundation for Podcast Recovery. This podcast is entitled From the Files of CIA, The War on Christmas Island. It is the first and only episode of the podcast. Welcome to this episode is one. the CIA Planning Committee meeting log for Stardate 4946354, intended for internal CIA use only. I mean, that should go without saying, because obviously civilians don't know about star dates. They think that the real dates are real, that they see on the calendar. Obviously, inside the CIA, we go by star date because we know certain things about the universe that the ordinary people don't. I don't know why you're saying a bunch of stuff to explain it to people outside of the CIA when this is supposed to be a CIA internal Well, it's document. a little internal. Uh, I'm just having fun, I guess, because I know they'll never hear it. He's just reminding them, if you are listening and you're not us, you are breaking the law. Illegal. Illegal. It's legal illegal. for us to kill you if you hear this. It's already too late. If you hear this part, it's too late to turn back. We're going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I am Agent Scyther here with Agents Kegger and Agent Keaton. Um, Morning. I have to say, uh, I, I, I apologize. I have a case of Havana syndrome if I sound a little under the weather. Um, I was in Ibiza over the weekend. Steve Aoki invited me out there. Uh, it was crazy. I mean, the music was pumping. We were having a good time partying all night, and unfortunately, I caught Havana syndrome because I guess maybe a Russian must have seen oh, me or something. But. No. Yeah, I think you had one of those Russians with a big satellite dish just aiming it at you while you were partying with Steve Aoki. Yeah, and Steve Aoki, his set had so many um, like elaborate like lighting and satellites and stuff. I thought it was part of the show, but it was well, Russian. Well, he also he slips on all those binaural beats in his music too. So combine that with something like Havana Syndrome. It's like I mean, it's like beer before liquor. I mean, oh, exactly. You know, and that, that Havana mix. Syndrome, you know, they'll give you like two months off. They'll give you free pay. You get all free medical. Hey, that's true. I'm not. You can just stay in bed all I day. I had Havana Syndrome for what two months last year, and they gave me ice cream in bed every single day. I didn't even know that was related. You know, I had it last month. Oh yeah. And I finally read The Da Vinci Code. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I say Havana Syndrome is probably the only time we get a little vacation around here. So thank you to the Russians. It's going to be a pain when their microwaves figure out how to scramble our brains. But until then, you know, I'll take the two weeks off. Oh, yeah. But we all know why we're here today. Uh, we have a certain operation that we need to plan. But uh, in the first, we might as well start by talking about ourselves a little you know, our new, you know, the new higher ups who don't really quite know us yet. We need to explain who we are so that our new boss will understand us and know a few things about us. So maybe we should kind of go around, just say how we were recruited. Maybe talk about some operations that we've been a part of in the past. Perfect. I think yeah, I'll get started for that one. My name is Agent Kegger. I do SEO brand marketing and idea consultation for the CIA. Um, primarily known for my social media brand asset, Kush Content, which covers news, politics, and entertainment. Of course, this is not disclosed that this is a CIA asset, but uh, currently I'm hands-off for most of it. I post updates throughout the day. Um, but I was actually recruited out of college uh, for that, and uh, they had me working as a sleeper cell in a Sandals resort in St. Lucia for 10 years. Uh, it was basically a never-ending free tropical vacation. I really didn't have to do much. You know, at most in St. Lucia, I had a spy versus spy situation with a Russian foreign intelligence service guy, and we were just trying to be better friends, essentially, with a guy we thought might be D.B. Cooper. But it just turned out to be some old guy that was addicted to Caribbean strippers. Uh, you know, we'd both pay off the strippers to bad talk the other guy. We did it for about six or seven years before we realized that there's no way this guy is D.B. Cooper. He was actually legally blind for most of his life. And uh, we had a good laugh with that, me and Kristoff, but uh, uh, we leave that one in the past. Um, essentially, I'm still operating outside of that now because I forgot my code word, activation word. What's it called when you're a sleeper cell? Is it activation word? What was it? That sounds about right. That's not uh, my area of expertise. I always but. thought like some guy would walk up to me and go like, you know, Rosebud or Coupe de Ville. It's like your trigger yeah, phrase. and I never got, I can't remember what it is, you know. I would have people just be like on the street. I'd be like, just sell me some random words or something. Maybe it'll get Bumblebee? something going. No, it's not that one. I don't know what it is. 
Yeah, so mm. I'm, I'm still... We'll, we'll, we'll find it all out. All the maybe, files maybe are redacted, off. so it doesn't have anything in there. So I'm still a little worried that one day I'm going to hear my activation word and it's going to just make me go crazy. But uh, nowadays, I, I'm mostly you know operating out of the Caribbean, um, usually just going from Sandals Resort to Sandals Resort. But my main focus is running Kush content. Uh, speaking of which, let me add an update here. Hold on. Uh, Secret Freak. Henry Kissinger tells Kim Kardashian that his favorite sex is makeup sex. Oh my god! On that one, yeah. So, so obviously now I'm basically kind of running a conservative uh, political operation that uh, edges edgy teens and hip hop freaks uh, towards you know. Yeah, I mean it's a modern National Enquirer. You know, yeah, yeah. That's what we do. We've always been about, you know, information, disinformation, pro-information. So that's my specialty here and why I've been brought in on the Christmas Island op. I love what you're doing with Kush content. I mean, most of the the news I read is classified stuff from inside the CIA. But when I want to read some civilian news, you're the first place I click to always. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. You know, we're doing very well. Our uh, post on Twitter, did Obama get a new butt, had over 200,000 retweets. So I'd like to think that... uh, He had a dumper on him in that photo. He looked like Donald Trump in that photo. Oh, yeah. We Photoshopped that to make him look like he was wearing a diaper. Yeah. Pretty good. How about you, Agent Keaton? What about you guys? Yeah. Oh, uh, sure. Um, My name is Agent Keaton. I've been with the agency for quite a while. I was... uh, Pretty much recruited out of school. I went to Columbia, but the reason why, two reasons I was really hired is, uh, or you know, me brought in. So I mean, I'm I'm handsome. I mean, let's. There's. I'm not going to beat around the bush. <laughs> I was. Uh, both my parents blessed me with their genetics, um, and they do like a good face. And uh, the other reason is when I was in school, um, just when I was idling away, you know, I I did uh, I did some work. I you know I did some internships and stuff like that but i'd be in the office and i'd be bored and i would go on to myfungames.com and there was a very i didn't think it was difficult but apparently it was there was a sudoku puzzle that i figured out and i did a crossword and then i did like a, a simon memory game and i completed all of them and i got an email from uh well essentially the cia they didn't tell me right away who they were but they like what they saw good looking kid goes to Columbia and you know, here I am, you know, I'll do, I do it all. You, you, know, you look I, like I Gaston from beauty and the beast. I don't think a lot of these audio files are going to do justice to the higher ups. The I directors know. really need to know. I mean, you look like you were sculpted out of clay, like marble, but I mean, I could do, I could do everything. You know, I could work in some little, uh, you know, little office in Nebraska. I can, I can join the French foreign legion. You know, I could be, you know, on TV, I could be an act. Whatever they need me to do, I'll do it. I'll, I've killed people. We've all killed people. But it's not just about those those dangerous missions. It's there's also ones where you pretend to be a woman's husband for five years. Oh yeah, you know. I remember that mission where you did a two episode arc on Search Party, and you, <laughs> mm-hmm. you. I was very impressed with your acting there. I was like, is that is that Agent? Keaton? Well, he's so beautiful sure that enough, I, I, I could barely concentrate on the words coming out of his mouth. I got so I kept up how he was acting, but. I got abs in two weeks for that role. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Oh, lift up your shirt for us real quick here. Ah, come oh, on. One, no, two, no, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Put the mic up wow. to that. Yeah, really. We've got a hot mic right here. Put we got a mic hot mic. Him. If we want to put up the mic to those abs, oh, you can stop. hear them come sizzling. On. I tell you what. Come hey, on, you should be proud. Hey, you should be proud. Be proud. We all got our assets. Stop blushing. All right. Stop blushing. Nah, but I appreciate you guys. Oh, I appreciate you too. You know, I'll tell you this about Agent Keaton. You could airdrop this guy into Hollywood. He'd land in the Kardashians' backyard. In nine months, he'd have two kids with him. That's just this guy. This guy is beautiful. (laughs) No comment. Well, what about well, you, Agent Scyther? Why don't you give us a bit of your background? Please let us bless us with your wisdom. I have a, a bit of a different perspective here where I was a top CIA prospect right out of high school, actually. Um, I was the only kid in my entire high school that wore suits every day. I had a buzz <laughs> cut. I interrupted the history teacher constantly so I could say how Ronald Reagan was the best president ever. Um, and it was kind of like, that's just how I was from the beginning. And the CIA took note. I actually started an anti-communist club in my high school in like 2004, you know, like when all my peers were like, they were so mad at Bush and they were saying, you know, Bush, 
he he's a bad guy and he's killing people, even though he was really just pursuing freedom and liberty. Um, I was trying to tell my peers in high school, like, you know, Bin Laden, he's like a communist and he's bad. And then my peers mm-hmm. were like, actually, didn't we arm Bin Laden against the communists in the 70s? And I'm like, well, that doesn't sound right to me. Uh, and Why would we do that? It sounds so stupid to me. It's like, they're so brainwashed. They don't even know like who the good guys and bad guys are anymore. And it's like mm-hmm. for CIA, they looked at me and they're like, he gets it. You know, mm-hmm. he's serious. I, you know, you dress for the job that you want. And I dressed in a suit since I was nine. Well, I read that even in element in your file, that even in elementary school, you had a briefcase instead of a backpack. That's right. Because I took myself seriously. Unlike today's uh, like woke youth, all they want to do is like have blue hair instead of protect their country, unfortunately. That's true. I have noticed that. I have noticed that. Let me just update uh, Kush content here real quick. I'm sorry. I got to do it about every five minutes or else I'll lose oh, a no, lot I of understand. traction. It's important work. NBA, young boy, and Andrew Cuomo click up over Instagram Live during house arrest. The USA wants to see Italians fail. Okay, send. All right, we're good. Keep going. Hate to hate to keep working during this uh, uh, briefing, but you guys know it's the name of the game, huh? Oh, I'm, I feel like I'm working around the clock. Like even when I'm well, I mean, partying with Steve Aoki, FBI. I'm still keeping my eyes open. You know, FBI got that daily loud thing they run, and it's like, you know, you're constantly going up against that stuff. It's not just daily loud, just those accounts, but it's just it's always been the FBI, man. I just I can't stand those guys. Yeah, I get I get a little annoyed when they'll try to come in and, and steal my thunder a little bit. The whole point of being CIA is you're supposed to be cooler than FBI, and these guys will walk in like they're sheriffs in the Old West, like they're cooler than us, like they're not. Well, it's because they're the ones that get to operate here. I mean, we do it too. We just do it, you know, if don't get caught. If you do it right, you don't get caught. Well, but. when the FBI guys go on vacation internationally, they get to brag about being FBI the whole time. You know, I'm CIA. I want to tell every single person that I know. I wanted to brag so bad when I first became a sleeper agent that they would just send secret agents undercover to my house to tell me not to do it and tell me not to mention it. My neighbor was actually another CIA guy in St. Lucia for five years, and I told him everything. And then he goes missing one day. A guy that's completely bald with a barcode tattoo on the back of his neck comes up to me and says, all right, you're being a little chatty. Why don't you cut it out? And I got it from there. But, you know, I think nobody can really run Kush content like I can. So I feel pretty secure in my job yeah, here at the CIA. You're invaluable to the mission of the CIA. Well, especially in something like Christmas Island, where most of this op is probably going to be, you know, social pressuring certain people, targeted ads politically for the most disenfranchised members of the island, and then reworking that into sort of some kind of hodgepodge coalition that can appear four months before the election and assume power. I mean, that's my plan. I don't know what you guys are Well, we'll get to Christmas Island, but maybe we should talk about some previous operations we've been involved with. Just a little background on us, you know? Well, should we start individually or should we mention the one that we all kind of blew the wad on? Because that's going to have to come uh, up. We got to talk about that. All right. Uh, where do we want to get started on Operation Toothbrush? I don't even know where to to go on that. I think that file's not going to be cleared for public viewing until like Well, I mean, going back to, it's another, it's another thing. You know, we had this whole plan, this whole thing set up. FBI didn't tell us a word of what they were doing. No. The whole thing was, a, it was just a huge conflict, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so we created the bubble, right? The, the NBA bubble. Yeah. And, and it was all set up. It was set up perfectly. You know, we had all the rooms tapped. We were able to get the DNA. You know, we brought one girl in. She was able to get the DNA of probably half the players in the NBA. And, you know, of course, that goes straight into our Super Soldier program. I mean... We are giving a bunch of the teams free booze, free cigarettes. I mean, so that part of it was a success. So people will always talk about, you know, the service workers that died during Operation Toothbrush and the skeletons that were found floating in the Disney Bay. But they never really mentioned that now our Super Soldier program has access to Giannis Antetokounmpo. So... It's a win-win. Well, the thing was, is like he was not supposed to get that ring, and the FBI fixed it so he got that ring. Yeah, I mean, the the bubble championship. There's a lot going on. Were the Heat going to do? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, 
personally, I was pushing. We were, you, you know, we were operating on the heat. We were trying to get the heat that ring. Um, just because Tyler Harrow was a rookie and he is, you know, probably one of the best CIA agent assets. Well, yeah, and his dad is, you know, a legend yeah. in this agency. Oh, yeah, big time. And so, you know, when we were able to boost the credentials of a CIA operative within the NBA, you know, of course we're going to try to do it. You know, we just didn't expect Giannis to hit free throws, you know, and uh, that kind of blew. <sighs> really kind of fucked it up for well, us. Well, the CIA also did put down an ill-timed $1 billion bet on the Heat. And, uh, you know, through back channels, through various corporate entities, Chinese government and such. But uh, that didn't really pan out. But, you know, thanks to the taxpayers, we're able to steal more of that F-35 money. We were able to even the books out. So, yes, some service workers did die and our agents did have, you know, we call it here the night of blood. I don't even know if we should talk about the night of blood yet. I mean, we were able to wash it away. The only person who saw anything is Lou Williams, and we let him go to Magic City, well, so he was fine with it. Still, like, once our, our boss caught wind, you know, he had our asses, and uh, we're really trying to kind of... Get back in the good graces. Re rebuild our yeah. image, yeah. Yeah, so Operation Toothbrush, you know, had its ups and its downs, but, you know, ended up losing a lot of money. And thank God, you know, Florida is one of the best places to go missing. I mean, it's so, if somebody goes missing in Florida, it's just like, who cares? You know, half of it's swamp. Everyone's drunk or senile. It's really like the new Wild West Florida. When I run an operation in Miami, oh my God, man. I'm not worried about anything. I'm walking down the street holding my gun, at, pointing it at people. I, you can do whatever you want. You know, I'm not going to say I told you so, but when we were planning Operation, Operation Toothbrush, I suggested that the NBA bubble should take place at the Villages instead of Disney World because everyone there is so senile and so old, and they're also patriots who love freedom. Uh, it just would have been a little bit more of a friendly environment to, to conduct our business, but uh, not everyone saw it that way. Well, yeah, because even if we had it in the villages and we have the NBA players going up and down on those, uh, those uh, golf, golf courts back and forth, I, I really do think that the problem with that is that, you know, the STD ratio in a lot of those retirement communities is they're all just passing HPV back and forth and the That's driest, true. most crustiest sex uh, But I mean, the good thing is that the, the uh, NBA players would be the least drunk drivers of those golf carts. Yeah, that, that well, is crazy true. Is, there's probably like 20% of the residents in the villages are former CIA operatives. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, you know, you know you're going to have support, but a lot of those retired CIA guys, you know, they don't know how to work even cell phones, and they're just constantly saying, well, why don't you just have an exploding cigar? Why don't you just have poison bullets? It's all explosions and poison with them. There's no subtlety in the oldest CIA generation. They'll just say, oh, get some drugs from Central America, run an op where you funnel it into Southeast Asia, bring it to Macau, filter it through the gambling process there, and then just give the money directly to whatever, you know, contra-urgency agency you have within the Chinese state. And, uh, you know, that's how they solve everything. They just want to do poison cigar, exploding bombs, do all that stuff. And, you know, the subtlety is what they don't understand. So, you know, I'm a little, I just don't want to get backseat agented by some retired CIA guy telling me what to do in the villages. So I really, I'm really glad we did. Uh, do you there. remember, do you remember, uh, do you remember when we got, when we did that whole deal in Algeria where we shipped all those magic beans from over there? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I still <laughs> say all those, all those old heads were on our asses saying, you know, it was a bad idea. We're going to get, we're going to get clapped up for this. And look how it turned out. Mm -hmm. Some of those beans were actually magic. I think, I think, you know, well, they, of course they opinion. were. I mean, one of the smartest things the CIA ever did was propagate the story of Jack and the Beanstalk so that people oh, think yeah. magic beans are fantastical and they could never be real, you know? like Yeah, but you could also say when you plant a bean and it sprouts a leaf, that's, in a way, that's kind of magic. Exactly, exactly. And I'm saying that, you know, the, the way... Like, how did a leaf come out of a that bean? That is true. That is true. That's true, and I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. And I can't argue with the fact that bean prices went up fourfold after the Jack and the Beanstalk story op. So, you know, 
these things do have ripples that cast outward. It's almost the CIA's job to observe I mean, that and then make how money. How did off we of make it. cocaine out of beans? You know, it, they are magic, you know, and that was our whole deal. We invented cocaine and we also kind of invented coffee in a way. I mean, we didn't exactly invent coffee, but we kind of popularized it. Now people are all, all addicted to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the coffee's a, it's a drug. It's like being on drugs all the time if you do coffee. Oh, hold on. I got to I got to add another post here. Uh, let's see. Ja Morant. They are trying to take me down just like they did to Colin Powell. All right. Got that one down. I mean, ja Morant, he's uh, one of our bright young prospects, and uh, we wish him the best. Oh, yeah. Going undercover for the first 25 games of the NBA, going low-key and, and infiltrating some of our best, you know, uh, uh, uh uh, I guess it's gun rehab facilities that he's going well, people to. Are all, people are all saying like, oh, he's pissed off Adam Silver. It's like Adam Silver came up with this whole thing. He's like one of our best agents. Oh, yeah. I mean, from the Patrick Ewing pick that he did the background on for David Stern. I mean, he's the guy that pushed David Stern to take down baggy jeans. You know, all that stuff was done by our boy Adam Silver. We could like to call him code word Nosferatu. And I won't exactly say why, but I'll give you a hint. I have seen him drink blood out of a red wine glass. Well, that's normal for rich guys to do. I wouldn't insinuate anything from that. I mean... Oh, of course not. Especially on a CIA I mean, it's just just playful, you know? It's just playful. It's just playful. And it's not a big deal at all. People think that CIA is very serious. But really, at the end of the day, we've always been number one about having fun and being part of a sort of brotherhood where we can make decisions for civilians that they're they have no idea they even need to make and why not have fun while doing it you know i i do want to compliment um both of you agent scyther and agent keaton thank you um for a, a little known fact about operation toothbrush that uh uh you know, doesn't really get mentioned in the report. It's blacked out and redacted for most of it. But we did have Russian interference during the NBA bubble in the form of that service worker who started the game Crazy Trey, uh, which did end up in riots in the dining hall. Dining hall. Um, you know, the guy would get the players to play something called crazy tray where they get all of their food on their dining tray. And then he would yell crazy tray and they'd all shake their trays up and down and it would spill all their smoothies and milkshakes and fries. And they'd be laughing and saying, you gotta laugh and whatnot. But for some reason, because I was doing undercover as a janitor at the time, I had to spend all of my hours cleaning up. And I really honestly didn't do any spying for about two weeks during the crazy trace scenario. Uh, so I want to say you guys really carried the load while I was just kind of cleaning for six hours straight, which, you know, I've never had to do once in my life. I was a sleeper cell after college for 10 years. I really never learned how to clean anything, you know? So that was a trying period for me. And I just want to thank you guys for helping me out. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. I mean, you did a lot of great work at that time. Um, when Kyrie Irving got addicted to being in the dunk tank that we set up for that uh, that weekend, and he wouldn't come out of there. It was almost like a hostage situation, and you finally talked him into coming out of the dunk tank. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I uh, you know how I got Kyrie. He could have died in there. He wasn't eating. He was like, no, just keep. I want to keep going. Like, and he was pruning he, and whatnot. He was yelling at. He was yelling at everyone, <laughs> calling them insults, trying to get them to throw the baseball so that he dunk get dunked. Well, you and, know what uh, happened was, in order to coax him out, I uh, I put a little pickling spice in the water, and I told him about it, and he was like, okay, so now that you're pruning, you're gonna pickle, and we're gonna. There's a lot of pickle therapy that's going on, and and he Googled it, and um, you know didn't really like what he saw, so I was able to get him with the pickling spices. Well, pickling is stuff like guys like Adam Silver, or Mark Cuban do. It's like a rich, yeah, guy it's thing like about. a rich guy thing. He was very distrustful of it, and then I hit him with the microplastics, and I said, microplastics are in the water that's going to raise your feminine energy, and then your crystals aren't going to coincide with uh, you know the the true dualistic nature of you know the sun Ra and the moon and this, and I was just kind of you know, spitballing, but it really kind of worked. And honestly, I do want to apologize because I am partially responsible 
for the radicalization of Kyrie Irving during this time because I just kind of told him as many conspiracies as I could in a row, as convincingly as I could, uh, to get him out of the dunk take. And I didn't know he'd really just kind of roll with it for the rest of his life. So I do want to apologize if there are any NBA fans in the CIA. Um, it's my well, bad. Your intentions were pure, and you had to do it to get him out of the dunk tank. So Yeah, I mean, that, that rental is costing us money, and if he didn't get out of it, like we're going to have all these upcharges. Uh, let me uh, do another quick update here. There's something coming through. Dalai Lama goes off at Red Bull Pro-Am Basketball Classic in Daytona Beach. Quote, don't sleep on me. Even though I have no possessions, I get fucking buckets. That'll be a big one, man. That'll be a big one. Another great asset. The Dalai I'll tell you Lama. what, he gets Shout possessions the on the Lama. court, though. They give him the rock every chance they get. Mm-hmm. And he's stealing the ball. For a guy who hates personal possessions, he sure loves stealing the ball. So, man, on that Pro-Am, he's making 50K. That's great for the Dalai Lama, man. Keep up the good work. One of our best agents. You know, uh, we've spent a lot of time talking about Operation Toothbrush, but maybe we should talk about some of our more successful operations. Oh, yeah. I really made my name in this organization on Operation Treasure Chest. Um, You guys might, might remember this from about 10 years ago. The CIA keeps tabs on a dragon named Dunga Bristow, who he has a considerable hoard of gold, very considerable for even a dragon. And the U.S. has always wanted to make sure that we have at least one more gold bar than he has, or else he's going to make us look bad as a superpower, you know? So we're always monitoring Fort Knox. We're making sure that our hoard of gold is bigger than this dragon's hoard of gold. And unfortunately, in the early 2010s, the CIA got word of Dunga Bristow's secret plan to take over Fort Knox. And this was a pretty big deal, and it was deemed too big of a deal for the FBI. So CIA had to step in. And I mean, the whole thing, it was tense. Like, it's crazy the public can't hear about this because of how close Dunga Bristow came for take, to taking over all of Fort Knox and the entire U.S. gold supply. Like mm-hmm. this guy, he got in the building, actually. He was perched on top of the gold bars. And like, it was a fucking crisis situation. We had dozens and dozens of CIA agents with broomsticks in there shooing him out. We were just like shooing him like he was a bat or something. We opened all, you know, I saw the the, the tapes. You guys opened all the doors, all the windows. All the windows, trying, everything. He just wouldn't go. He just wouldn't go. And that's go. dangerous because there might well, be bad guys and terrorists trying to come in the window, but it was that serious that that was the only way to we shoot call him. In, we called in Delta Force and they were throwing in multiple grenades of liquid ass, but apparently dragons can't smell it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it made a lot of our agents very sick. They're hospitalized. I heard the gold stinks now. A few of them passed. Does the gold stink permanently? Yeah, but it actually just helps to scare away bad guys, except for dragons. Can can I ask you, this is a rumor I heard, and I know this is redacted on the file, but Agent Skeener told me this story. So confirm or deny. The only thing that scared the dragon out of Fort Knox was crinkling a bunch of aluminum foil, and he didn't like the sound so much he ran. He hates that. That's right. Some of us were like biting down on it, rubbing uh styrofoam together it actually started by accident when one of the normal fort knox workers who's not cia he was still on his break while all this was happening and he was like cooking some popcorn you know like the classic kind of popcorn where it has like the tinfoil on top and uh the dragon heard a little of that out of the corner of his ear and he was like he was like you know reflexing a little and we noticed like oh is that what's going on and so then we developed an operation that was sort of centered on that that harsh noise that he didn't like. Yeah. Our, Dragons love gold, but they hate aluminum. That that kind of reminds me of uh, what me and Agent Keaton got into in Operation Pretty Boy when we were at the, oh, here we at go. the casino in Micronesia. Um, you know, really funny thing. We were trying to get Agent uh, Keaton into Ocean's Eleven through this elaborate ruse, and uh, we actually prevented one of their heists uh, by microwaving uh, uh, old fish, like an old, already cooked salmon chunk, uh, you know, with a lot of, like, you know, curry seasoning and whatnot. We we microwave fish and it cleared out the whole casino to the point where there was nothing to rob. There was no way to get in. So, you know, I will say with uh, Keaton, that was an accidental microwaving of fish. I apologize for that, but it ended up with what? You got the uh, secret star, right? Uh, I, I did. And I will, I mean, some of the most successful CIA operations are accidents. Um, and I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm the first to admit it, but when it works, it works. 
Yeah, I mean, you Operation know, Pretty Boy was the first time me and Keaton worked together. It was the first time I saw him. I got to admit, uh, <laughs> you know, intimidated by this beautiful guy, beautiful jet black hair swooping behind his head, chiseled jaw. I mean, you know. I mean, I was I was wearing that suit. You would have been a natural in Ocean's my, Eleven, I tell you. I almost regret I was, that the op worked. I was just blending in, uh, but he knew who I was. I was wearing that suit. I was wearing the bright green Kobe one Grinches. And that was my signal. He knew it was going to be me because they said in the message, we said, uh, agent, you know, redacted will be in Kobe one Grinches. Keep an eye out. And uh, when I came to that casino, there was another guy wearing Grinches, but not not the green ones. And uh, and I think they were black. Now, and I had to kill him. I had to kill him because what if we got what if you got us mixed up? Now, when you say agent redacted, are you saying that it was redacted? Or are you talking about probably one of the best, most legendary CIA agents of all time, Agent John Redacted? No, it was redacted. Um, it was it, it was saying essentially Agent Keaton will be wearing. Oh, okay. I was thinking, did Agent Redacted work on that? I'd loved it. You know, well, Agent just Redacted to hold that guy's gun would be amazing. Agent well, Redacted no heard is a from little him in like two overrated, years. though, because he gets. I think a lot of things that other agents have done get ascribed to him because of the same mistake that you just made, where they'll read a case file from maybe five years before he even joined the force. And they're like, oh, Redacted did that? He didn't do it. Yeah, and now that I think of that, that you know, I've met Agent Redacted, and he's like a 55-year-old bald fat man. So, okay, maybe we made that mistake, but he doesn't deny any of it. it I think it, he's it, on office duty most of the time. He's not particularly effective in the field, but he gets a lot of yeah, credit I for mean, stuff. I've never seen a guy with that much barbecue sauce on his shirt so regularly. You know, usually that's like a once in a, you know, a gear type stain. And I'd say it'd be probably twice a week he has that. Well, he's, he keeps um, saying that he's been working on Operation Baby Ray. Yeah. But he I don't, won't explain I don't it. I mean, uh, Agent Redacted doesn't really explain anything to anybody. He's a very confusing guy. Well, let me just uh, update Cush uh, content real quick here. Little Baby takes shot at Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in latest song. Some blank say that school vouchers ain't shit. I say fuck that slime. Oh, that's good. You know, Agent Redacted, he is a legend and everything, but he did get uh, Operation 3 Blind Mike shut down, where the three of us were going to play three brothers... And we were all dukes, and we were all trying to court that duchess. Mm -hmm. And he said, she can't marry all three of you. And we said, just watch us. We'll, we'll, we'll just watch us. Just let us work yeah. here. Just let us uh, cook a little bit. And he said that it was a waste of funding, and I called him a, a bureaucratic bitch. And... Well, they didn't want to pay for the crowns. I, I get that a little bit. I mean, if we're doing... We said we'd make the crowns. I, like, we, we were going to go to Michael's with like 30 bucks. I said... I, there's a YouTube video where you can make amazing crowns for under 40 bucks. I said we were three kids from Duke. I wanted to be Duke, like, college students. I don't know how that got mixed up where we're three Duke. Because even the background of, of getting into that character and how do we prove any of the credentials would be a nightmare. Ah, man, it would have been a blast. I mean, like I said, no one's heard from him in like two years. I think he might be in some deep cover thing. But if he's doing that, we might as well just do it again. I, I say we propose three blind mice again. I thought it was oh, great. It was game. some of our best ideas. I mean, I, I think you just real like crowns, the Duchess. Though, we have if, the if I'm being honest, you know, Agent Keaton, you're a beautiful I, I, man. If you would just approach the Duchess yourself, I think you'd have a shot with her. I don't think you need to do... Here's the thing, Here's the thing, though, and I think both of you can kind of... I think both of you will feel me on this. You'll relate. That going after a woman during an operation is so much more fun. Oh, yeah. On the clock? Like the, it's kind of like the chase, the cat and mouse of yeah. it. On the clock, you're like, I'm getting... I'm, I'm pay, being paid by the hour right now to... To bone down. I feel like well, I'm James Bond. And also, I feel like maybe she's actually like an agent for Russia, but I don't even care because I'm so in the moment, you know? I mean, Agent Keaton's one of our best incubuses. I mean, they send him after every, like, you know, low-level foreign agent secretary that has access to classified information. I mean, you... Well, they 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 had me do the ritual. Oh, which ritual? The, incu the incubi ritual. I'm... Pretty much an honorary incubi. Oh, congratulations. Or an incubus. 
Um, they had me do the Baal uh, ritual. Oh, oh okay. I, you don't you don't speak with uh, Baal Baal Baal. I don't I, I don't know if what's proper. Um, but one of his guys, um, we summoned one of his guys. Uh, they took a little bit of my blood. Um, they actually took some of my testicular tissue, uh, which was actually not that bad. You know, one of the doctors did some local anesthetic, sliced open my nutsack, took a little piece of my testicle off. Not even that much. It's just like a little smidgen. Nothing I'm going to miss. You know, I, I'm fixed. I got my tubes to or uh, vasectomy. Uh, and um, because by, I think by law uh, or by, you know, company policy, I guess, certain divisions of the CIA, you have to have a vasectomy because some of us fuck constantly oh, yeah. on missions. Can't be going around like planting the seed everywhere. You know, as much as I'd love to. Uh, yeah, it's like citizenship it, so. where your kid is automatically CIA, even if he's born overseas. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, like, say I say I do I do sleep with some um, Russian, uh, you know, elite, and then I have some ru- half Russian, half CIA mongrel. You yeah. know, uh, they're gonna be on my ass for that. So, but I, I am an incubus, and um, I do. I, it's not that's not what made me handsome. It's that came after the fact, obviously. But uh, it it apparently helped me get abs when I did have to get those abs. Look, and did they take you down? Did you meet the Hierophant? Did he do it under the Greenbrier bunker? Um, his partner did. I didn't actually get to meet him. Oh, Inoculus? He was on, I he was think, on vacation. I think that's the sage. He was in he, he was in vacate. He was on I'm vacation, really but. I always get annoyed when I have to go underground and meet one of the CIA sages or Hierophants or Soothsayers or something like that. All those guys are like Illuminati adjacent, yeah. and I don't really fuck with those Illuminati guys too much. No, those guys, you know, especially the, you know, they're always talking about blood this and blood that. And it's just like you can just kill a guy without getting weird about the blood. You can just kill a guy. They're like obsessed with their tunnels, their underground, you know, facilities yeah. all around the world. Yeah. And, and like how many how much money have we dumped into ley line research and we have nothing to show for it? Like, you know, mm-hmm. that stuff's so outdated. All of that's those outdated. Those guys now. all get a pass, and I feel like just we don't get any of those pass. Because if, if well, the Hierophant would have done Operation Toothbrush, they wouldn't have had a problem with anything. He these did. guys are allowed to like set up all these pathways and, and like they're spending like what fifty billion on crystals a year, yeah. and we can't even do Operation Three Blind Mice because they won't buy us crowns. Well, I have to yeah, say, they, well, as far as ley lines are concerned, though, I, I feel like there is some credibility to them because, as you know, Doctor Yins Labiana, we've been on his tail for years. We can't catch the guy. Oh, uh, he yeah. believes in that stuff, and I kind of, I kind of believe I mean, it because at he this does. point, um, he's like our Bugs at this Bunny. Point, though, I we mean, can't catch him. You know, I mean, like he's just such a good rival at this point. I love Doctor. Oh, you got to respect him. I, like if we ever catch him, I want to shake his hand. Oh, he flies around in that Osprey that has like arcane tattoos around the side, so it can't be picked up by radar. I mean, that thing's crazy. I, you know, I, you know well, you'll see him in like some of the drone surveillance footage, and it's super far away and black and white and like fuzzy. And it looks like in that Osprey, he's just laughing. They're throwing beer bottles out of it. It kind of flies back and forth, like he's barely got control of it, but it never crashes. Well, it, he. There's certain points where he's like, I feel like he's like fucking with us. Like there was a, like that three month span where we're right on his tail and he dyed his braids glow in the dark. Yeah. Like he wanted us to find him and we still couldn't get our like we couldn't. I got to say, I came close once, um, not even intentionally. It was during Operation Wee Willy Winky where President Joe Biden was having trouble sleeping and he didn't want to go to sleep. He was like, I don't want to go to bed. So. I was in the president's room giving him a nightcap and uh, giving him a nightgown and, and singing lullabies to him, et cetera. I looked out his window and I see there on the White House lawn, Dr. Yins Labiana on Instagram Live doing the planking challenge. With n- no one had done that for like 10 years. He was like bringing it back. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Mr. President, I need to take care of some business. This is a national emergency. I'm sorry. And by the time I got outside, the only person there was Sam Elliott, American Patriot, and he didn't even see which way Yins went. I saw Dr. Yins uh, one time in person. It was at the Hard Rock Casino in Biloxi, Mississippi, and he was there. He was posing with the uh, guy from Full House's jacket, uh, the black leather jacket that like the cool young dad had. Oh, John yeah, Stamos, yeah, yeah, Uncle yeah, Jesse. Yeah, John Stamos, Uncle Jesse's jacket. And uh, 
you know, he was dressed to stand out. So I think you're right, Agent Keaton, because he had like kind of the Blade Master totem kind of affixed to his back. So it's like 10 feet in the air. He's got a duck to walk into the casino with it. It's all angled. I mean, really an attention getting guy, you know. You go to take him down, all of a sudden, a bunch of balloons are released all over the cameras. It fills with smoke. Next thing you know, a big fan comes through and blows it away. And all you see is a little note that says, you know, better luck next time, fellas. So I have a lot of respect for Dr. Yens. I almost get charmed and smile when I'm on the hunt for him because, you know, you know you're really not going to catch him, uh, but you know you're going to have a lot of fun chasing him. So, you know, shout out to Dr. Yens. I mean, uh- it's almost like a catch me if you can. And since it's like, if we could just sit down and talk with them, it's like, Dr. Yins, can you please join the CIA? Yeah, I mean, it'd be great. Like, we'll clear all you, everything you've done. Like, you'll be exonerated. Like, we will pardon everything if we can have you on our side. But I think he likes being like, he's just kind of like a free spirit. You know, he's like a Tom Bombadil type. You know, he's just, he wants to do his own thing and, you know, wander the world. And, um, you know, it's like just so hard to catch or like even get a glimpse of. It's like the Sasquatch who was part of the CIA for like two decades. Oh, yeah. So if we could get Sasquatch, we might be able to get Yins, but maybe that's just wistful thinking on you my know, part. There's but, a part uh, of me that wants to be a free spirit like Yins or like Steve Aoki or whoever. But at the end of the day, I just love my country too much and I need to be here to protect it. You you will be sitting there. We'll be sitting there at lunch and uh, Agent Scyther will start tearing up. Which is rare to see an agent do. And we'll be like, what's wrong? He's like, I just love this country yeah, so like much. Yeah, like if I catch a glimpse of the American flag out of the corner of my eye, I'll just break down, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, especially when we're walking through, you know, the White House or something to give a briefing, this guy stops at every American flag to salute it. And 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 the White House has a lot of American flags in it. He stops, if somebody has a little a lapel on their, a little pin on their lapel, he'll stop to salute it. I mean, sometimes it, walking around the White House, you know, it's that one big hallway, you know, that just loops on and on and on. About oh, for walk and talks, yeah. Yeah, for the walk and talks. And, you know, he's stopping and saluting. It took us about an hour and a half to go from, you know, the back office annex to the, to the, to the Oval Office. Well, that's why they put me in CIA in the first place. They figure if I spend more time overseas, I'll see less American flags and it'll be less of a Mm -hmm. distraction. One time we were at one years ago, we were in Chicago, right? We had to meet with Rahm Emanuel, you know, great guy, um, great asset to the agency. Mm -hmm. And, but (laughs) funny enough, Scyther, he turns the corner and he sees the American flag was a little bit too large outside uh, Ram's office and it was touching the ground and he saw that flag touching the ground and instantly threw mm-hmm. up everywhere. <laughs> he couldn't stomach it. I had it. to shoot the flag. And I was like, I mean, if one, I went over to the water cooler, gave him, got the little like plastic cone, you know, those classic ones. I brought him over a little bit of water and he was fine, but uh, we didn't clean it up. You know, that's not our job. We, we told one yeah. of his like interns to do it, but, uh, and Ram, Ram apologized. He, uh, he felt very bad. And I think, he fired whoever set up that flag. Yeah, I mean, when a flag touches the ground, you have to dispose of it, but we didn't have any way to set it on fire, so I just shot it as many times as I could. And so Yeah, you that lit that, that thing up good with your service. I mean, that's what it's there for. Oh, hold on. I got to update this. Donald Trump said something. Uh, Kush content, let me log in. Donald Trump goes off on Victor Wembenyama. I love to say the name, but I don't like him. Oh, man, he says it really good. Wembenyama. He has a way with words. Mm-hmm. Um, should we start plotting the actual coup? Should we start yeah, focusing I think on it's Christmas time. Island? All Obviously, right. So the first first things first that we have to get scheduled what call is what are we going to call it? Hmm. Anybody got any An ideas? Operation needs a good name. That's for sure. Operation Sandy Beaches. We can do like usually it's like something that sounds cool because we don't have like this is what all CIA guys do. We have to think about about the movie that's going to be made. Yeah. All right. On the count of three. Well, that won't work because it'll all be at once. Let's go round robin. Scyther, Kegger, then me. All with an idea. So you know how patriotic I am, right? I think it needs to be very pro-American. Like, we're bringing democracy to Christmas Island. Even though they already have it, it's not like real mm. democracy, you know? And I think that'll put up more attention on the U.S., would it not? No, because They'll know everyone behind knows it. that America loves freedom, right? So what if we call it Operation Infinite Eagle? Because we're creating infinity eagles by making more democracies. 
I think mm. we can do a little better than Infinity. Legend you know? Kegger, what's your idea? Let's do... I want to think about something cool because they always make a movie. It's Project Cold Feet or Argo or something. So it's got to have a name that would be a good movie. Infinite Eagle would be an amazing movie. I, I Well, how about this? Operation The Avengers Initiative. Well, that's already a movie. Is it? That's a... It's a movie? Yeah, it's in the it's in the it's in the, uh, okay, the Marvel skip me. cinematic. Go on to the next. I'll think of something else. Get, uh, what about yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do. We'll, we'll go through a few. Um, well, I like. I disagree with Agent Scyther. I don't want people to think that the United States are behind this. That's what we. This is the problem. We always get caught trying to do a coup in some country, you know, and they all. It always gets traced back to the United States and the CIA. So now to kind of maybe a bit of a red herring, if you will. What if we call it? And this this will imply Operation Red like Herring. Some, com- some some communist. <laughs> no, it's like communist to it. Operation Crimson Nightmare. Oh, uh, that's pretty good. Eh? Yeah, sounds I mean, pretty cool. Nightmare is um. If we're tr- okay, I see what you're saying about not making it patriotic, but we can do better than a nightmare if we're trying to go that direction. Why don't we call Crimson it Crimson Dream? Operation. That sounds like ice cream. What about Operation? Uh, Maybe some ice cream that Adam Silver would eat. Uh, well, I mean, how about how about this? It's an operation. operation we want to sound American, right? So we can just even pick like a. No, no we, we don't. You think we don't? I think it should be if we're trying to go like it's a, a bad. If we're getting rid of a negative instead of saying a positive about America, what if it's just Operation Terrorist Armageddon? I mean, it's it's not subtle. There, it, it's really. I mean, it's just like we're going to destroy. I think the, yeah. The I think you're kind of really that. doing only over. the terrorists. How about this? Okay, so we don't want to say we're Americans. We'll say something mundane, and then we'll have it be like a code name. So Operation Indiana, and then we'll just have like to make it seem more normal. Let's do Operation Indiana Jones. Well, so are you thinking about movies mm. again? Because they made that. I'm one thinking. What, I mean, is movies, that a movie? That could is work. That a movie. Operation Operation James Bond. Operation 007. Okay, oh, yeah, I like then that. Then they'll think the yeah. British did it, so we can get away with anything. Oh yeah. Operation King Charles. Operation mm. that Secret could really Agent. Put it on them. Operation Doodoo Butt. Because then people will think like, well, there can't be anything that has, there can't be anything really going on with that. It's well, probably it just some makes stupid the CIA look a little bit ignore. juvenile, perhaps. What about Operation Chris Kringle? Because it's Christmas. Island. Okay, now we're talking. It is Christmas yeah. Island. Or Operation like, Kringle Snow Freedom Glow? or something like Freedom Kringle Eagle or whatever. Kringle Freedom Eagle. Operation Yuletide Eagle. Oh. Operation Yule Log. I like. I kind of like the idea of like a Christmas bird or Christmas eagle. Operation, Operation Christmas, Christmas eagle. Oh, Christmas bird. Ooh, I do like Christmas bird. Operation Christmas goose. Ooh, okay. Operation Scrooge. I think Operation Christmas goose has a nice ring to it. It's positive, I'm, I'm, but it's I'm not good too with American. Going with Operation <sighs> Christmas goose, is it? You know what my problem is with, with this one though. What? Every time I hear it. I get hungry. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, and especially if we're going to Christmas Island. I mean, do they even I feel have like if any chains uh, If we're going to name it that, we got to be well-fed on this operation. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of restaurants and stuff on Christmas Island, but do they have like a Chipotle or something? Yeah, do they like have like normal? Arby's? Yeah. Do, do well, have we like have a, like, I mean, on the plane there, they have those really good egg salad sandwiches. We could load up on those, be like, can we have like a hundred of those yeah. each? I don't know. It's just an idea. I'm just spitballing. Um, but I mean, okay, let's, let's write it down tentatively operation Christmas goose. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, What's like an asterisk, like, like, well, or like a, like a tilde, like we will, we'll think about it. Right. Well, moving along. And then if, if we're doing the operation and like if Toady puppet or something says something better, we can do a name that would kind of bring him in. That's true. It's his country or it's going to be his country soon. Well, we're not going to have him. No, I mean, Tony has, I will say Tony's been doing some great work. I've been looking at his Instagram stories. He lives in that big pad that we put him up in. He's constantly showing like girls pouring shots into each other's mouths. They're all in bikinis, you know, and he's having a blast. Well, he's enjoying his freedom, which is uh, something well, he does the people of Christmas Island have not been able to do under Australian rule. I don't know why he, you know, we have the feed into his penthouse and, and you know, he drinks only body shots. Have you guys noticed that? Mm-hmm. Even when he's drinking alone, he'll put it like in his belly button and like suck it out. Like he doesn't know how to drink unless he's doing body shots. He got that tattoo of the CIA logo with like a gecko around it on his calf and posted yeah. it straight to his Instagram. And it's like, Tony, take that Dude, shit Dude, you're down. in a country you where you have it. to wear shorts every day, man. You cannot be having a CIA calf tattoo, Tony. 
I think that was the only time he crossed the line, though, because I actually like his party, like that kind of free spirit party mindset, like party mindset he has. Yeah, I mean, like he was like, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. He deleted it. Yeah, you think about how long Um, we've loved Italy. They've been our our great uh, allies for so long. And Berlusconi was always doing this kind of stuff over there. He ran a tight ship. To to clarify for our, you know, for the higher ups, for the brass, all right? We're meeting with... Christmas Island presidential candidate Toadie Puppet. We've set him up in a penthouse. We've already done a lot of the fiscal legwork um, to kind of get him set up. And right now, essentially, we're running kind of a psyop on the people of Christmas Island doing a pro Toadie Puppet. You know, we've established over four fake charities this guy runs. We got him a key to the city already. So, you know, this transition for power is going to be really good for the American people. Toadie Puppet is a president presidential candidate in Christmas Island that is very pro-American business interests. Um, so, oh, go ahead. Well, as we all know, Christmas Island is, you know, really, really important. Um, strategically. Yeah, really important strate- strategically. It's going to be like Guam, yeah. too. And especially when it comes to one resource. They produce, right now, that small country of, you know, however many 20,000 people, I mean, produces 33% of the candy canes in the whole world. I mean, if we're able mm-hmm. to get on top of that market and have it more friendly for exports, and more importantly, have it more friendly for imports, you know, we can spend $17, $18 million on an operation for Toady Puppet that's going to result in, you know, $120 million worth of surplus for the United States government. I mean, that's really what we're trying to do here. And also, we're trying to establish even stronger trade relations with Santa Claus. I mean, Santa Claus spends so much time in the U.S. delivering presents because we have so many good boys and girls here. But it's kind of a one-way relationship right now, and we want to be selling more stuff to him that he can then bring to our children, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, well, we have we have confirmation um, budget was approved. We do have 1 billion guns en route to Christmas Island, but they also sent us personally the supply drop for CIA eyes only. So what do you guys say? You want to crack this? Oh, bad Let's yeah. See what we got. What are we working with here? So what we got. I for do want to say really quick that uh, finding the supply drop, it was, you know, it was me and Scyther who found it on the beach. <laughs> this is so fun. It, uh, it completely crushed a kid. <laughs> just crushed it fell oh, right i got him good most like, people didn't, didn't know who he was standing so. there yeah oh sorry i'm just ha- that was just you know they have parachutes on them they fall very slowly that kid, that's just a dumb it, kid it, you know it was it was like the you know the wicked witch of the west with their with his feet up right well, there like, it was so funny people said the poor kid was buried his friends buried him to the neck up in the sand you know like kids do yeah, he couldn't move. And it's like, well, it's not our fault. Yeah, I mean, the dumb dumb probably thought it was full of candy canes, even though his island already produces one third of the world's candy canes. Yeah, I mean, they eat them a lot here. You walk down the street, they eat them year round. This is the only place where they really eat them year round. Yeah, you go to like Jamaica, ginger beer, mm-hmm. Christmas Island, candy, candy canes. Because everyone wants, when you're on the beach relaxing, you want some nice peppermint. Uh huh. They actually sell candy canes at the McDonald's here. Do you guys see that? Oh, wow. So they do have McDonald's. Okay. Yeah. They put them in the apple pies and shit. It's great. Oh, we're going to be eating good then. I think Uh, we chose the right name with Christmas Goose. Let's uh, open up this supply drop. I'm excited to see what they send us. I didn't contact anybody about this. I didn't send an inventory or anything. So I'm surprised one came already. Well, they actually said like, we need a, like a, you know, make us like a list and um, we'll see what we can do. And I said, you know what? Surprise me. All right, let's uh, crack her open here. Ooh, smells intense. That's a lot of sulfur. Good Lord, what are they put in here? Oh, my God, look at all this poison. Oh, oh my God, vile. What are we going to do with there's so it's much? So many. It's bright green with an X over it. You know, this is a ton of poison. This must have been the work everybody. of one of those retired agents at I the gotta, village. I got to FaceTime. I got to FaceTime Toadie Puppet. Hold on. I'm going to call yeah, him. Okay. Holy shit. Don't show him the poison. He's gonna t- oh, he's gonna he, say but, something about it next time he gets interviewed. Is he on D and D? Come on, dude. You know he's probably he's probably having sex. Yeah, he's probably actually. Hold on, I got my computer here. Let me check the feed real quick of uh, his apartment. Let me get. Oh yeah, we got the camera set up. Okay, and let me focus. What's he Wait, doing there? He's not he's not in his bedroom. All right, let's check the couch. 
Check the hot tub. He loves the hot oh, tub. Oh, okay. There's his huge bare ass. Yeah, he's in the hot tub right now. He's really going to town. Can't really tell. It's from the back, so I'm seeing like there's his like nuts three girls butt. in front of him. What is he doing? I to don't them? know. It they're all like you know askew. I don't think he's fucking them. It's like some esoterics. I, I think huh. okay. I think right now Toadie Puppet is showing these women how he fucks, but he's not fucking them. He's like demonstrating what. Oh, oh. yeah, he did that when I was up there um, because you know I was watching on the feed and he got this crazy edible arrangement, and I just was like, he's not gonna eat all that. I'll go take half of it. He still has a sunburn too on his yeah. shoulders. I told him to wear that yeah. sunblock. You know, anyway. guys. All right, I'm, so I'm what else? At we, what we're what working we with here, here, and I do have one concern that. I'm not to bring up my old nemesis, Dungabristo the dragon, but his name is suspiciously Australian for a dragon. Yeah. And I'm afraid he might be hanging out in a cave in Australia and he might try to meddle with our plans on Christmas Island. And I don't see any aluminum foil in here. Well, listen, we might be able to make a deal with him if we offer enough gold, which like the CIA has plenty of gold. No, 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 no. We don't have to offer our gold. Let's offer Christmas Island's gold to him. That's nothing. Well, yeah. So what I'm saying is like... We can make a deal with them. Like, you stay on Christmas Island, help protect it. Yeah, I'm just saying we need a you know, contingency a, plan just in case Dunga Bristol. We got to cut them in. We got to cut them in. That's what the CIA does. Uh, you, you see someone that's an enemy, you make them a good deal, or and, and they join you, or you defeat them, and then they join you, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, it makes a lot, of, a lot of sense to me. I'm going through this supply drop now. Okay, here's all the... Guns with the silencer. Here's a Sent needler. Us a lot of playboys. Yeah, a lot of playboys too. Old playboys. These are like from '87, man. I mean, this one has. Oh, bush. this is tons of bush. Oh, okay, and they're oh, they even got the old hustlers. Oh, look at this. George Bush is in this one too. <laughs> George Bush Senior. You know, he was the goat, the CAA yeah, goat. Know. You know, shouts out to him. I didn't know he was in Playboy. Oh, oh, they gave him a whole this is the two Bush page special spread. of June. Oh crap! Hold on, I got I got to update something real quick here. Larsa Pippen's steamy photo shoot with Condoleezza Rice draws criticism from the baby. Send all right. That'll be a good one. I'm happy about that one. Does anyone still care about the baby out there? I, I you know apparently they do. You know the baby goes over quite well whenever I post him here. And you know oh wait hold on I got to do another one here. Doughboy says that Dick Cheney is better than Future. He has no bars. Send <laughs> all right, pretty good. Okay, yeah, I think it's doing pretty well here. I'm uh, sorry, I didn't mean to distract you guys. Uh, uh, back to the supply drop here. Oh, oh it fuck looks like we this. have we got hate- one billion guns. A billion I- of them. I hate when they fucking send us helmets. That's so condescending. Don't send me a helmet. Well, we're not gonna I'm not going to wear that. my helmet. They say, like, if you go and do a mission, wear your I'm not wearing my helmet. And some other spy or some Russian foreign intelligence service guy sees me wearing a helmet. He's going to make fun of me. No fucking way. Sorry, CIA. Oh, man. Look at this. They sent us training day on DVD. Oh, Ugh. wow. I love this oh, movie. Pretty good. Oh, and this is another cyanide capsules. I'm not doing that. Fuck you. No way. I hate it when the CIA is always trying to get me to kill myself, man. Not me particularly, but like every mission. Like I was going to Dubai to watch a UFC match on vacation and they made me take a cyanide tablet. Like, you know no what sucks too, way. though? You know what sucks? They do this on purpose. They taste really good. Oh, Really? But it's like almost like it's almost like a really good bubble gum, like where you want to swallow it, but you don't swallow. I mean, these it. ones uh. their candy cane flavor. I think it fits for the, where we're going. Well, Agent Redacted dared me to eat one once, and uh, I think he was trying to get me to kill myself. But I mean, it tasted good. I chewed it up and I spit it out, and I like you know swish some water around. It was fine, but they taste amazing. Yeah, that's you know people know about Russian roulette, but that's American roulette right there. I think American roulette is you put two bullets in a revolver instead of just one. That's true, because you're a coward. Those Russians are cowards to just put one. Anyway. All yeah, right. Maybe, that's these, maybe the, the cyanide capsules, uh, maybe they're not for us, though. Maybe it's for if President uh, Tody Puppet screws up the plan to become president, we can kind of uh, say that well, th- I, it's just a candy cane lozenge. I mean, we have enough poison and cyanide to kill him like 100,000 times over. I mean, the poison, I guess, is just like a last resort. But here's what I'm mad about. If some other, you know, if we get caught and they find the poison, they're going to think we're weirdos. We're trying to do something weird. I say we just go dump all this poison into the ocean so we don't get caught with it. Okay, that, that sounds good to me. We don't need this. We're pros. We don't need all this, like, fancy frills. I mean, we got to make sure it's, we got to make sure it's far off you know, far off. No, we'll just do it at Christmas Island, shore. whatever. Well, I mean, like it's got to be far offshore because if they if they cut if, like these other countries come around, they investigate this whole 
uh, revolution that's going down, everything, they find all this poison dumped in there. They're going to be like old McDonald's saying E-I-E-I-O. Oh, guys, check they the feed right like now. Toady Puppet's just jacking off for these three women who are just watching him really unimpressed. That's not good. That's not good at all. That is presidential uh, material I mean, right there, I got to say, though. Yeah, they, they, you know, so they're checking. He's just jacking off, and they're all three checking their phones. That's, oh, we're all right. Well, I mean, if he's going to be president, as long as he finds us what we do, we'll be fine, right? We don't have to worry about that being weird, yeah. right? We'll, well just, you suppose- know, save, I'm going to save some of the poison before dumping it for those women in case, uh, you know, that does come out. Yeah, in case they do a tell-all or something. Yeah, I'd really hate that. I don't think Toadie Puppet will be, you know, a big political player, so I don't think he's going to get targeted for that. But I really don't have enough money in my stash left over to bribe these women, you know what I mean? I kind of spent a lot of it on the penthouse. Yeah, well... I mean, on that note, maybe we got to get going because I know Tony Puppet's got his birthday party tomorrow. We're going to have to fly out there. That's a pretty long flight. Yeah, I'm checking it now. We should probably start heading over there. It looks like he's ejaculated. Now he's just laid down. Didn't even get dressed, just laid down on the ground. All right, well. Now he's he's crawling up. He's sleeping across the three women's laps while they're on their phones. Oh, he's like a cat. That's not good at all. Well, I mean, once once the guns get here, they arrive. We set everything into motion. I think it takes a week max. And uh, Bingo was his name That's right. Codename activated. Bingo was his name Sleeper cell activated. Uh, Seeking cachet. I don't know why that phrase popped in my head. Now I... I am the most dangerous man alive. Going to kill Boris Yeltsin. My admission is to (laughs) kill Boris Yeltsin. Citizen, tell me the nearest location of Boris Yeltsin. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. My nose is bleeding. Fuck. Oh, my God. Was that my sleep? Bingo was the CMO. Deactivate. (coughs) Fuck, dude. Oh, my God. That was nuts. My whole brain rewired there. They got a chip in my brain or something. That fucked me up. Why am I holding two ump 45s? Where did I get Look, these? They sent us a whole bunch of Orbitz drinks that don't exist in the rest of the world anymore. Have a sip of this. Oh, thing. Oh, let me Look, get I don't think the higher ups need to hear this last part here. Oh, fuck. This is probably a good place for us to cut the message. Oh, shit. I pulled this the pin off on to our this superiors. Grenade. Well, they don't need to hear about that either. All right. Let me just do one thing real quick before we get going. I have to update Kush content again. Did George Floyd fumble the bag? <laughs> 